Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary, a podcast about documentaries you should watch, obviously, with your host, Adam Todd Brown, Jess McDonald, and Mon Rock. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. I'm Adam. I'm Mon Rock. I'm Jess. We're your hosts. We seem a little downtrodden today. It's because the robots are probably going to win. If the documentary we're talking about this week is any indication. I just read Brave New World again. I found it extremely relevant. Yeah. We're talking about the documentary AlphaGo. Which, here's the thing. This is probably one of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen. It's so fucking good. It was, I, I was, I had seen it on Netflix and I had skipped over it and uh, my girlfriend suggested we watch it. So good, but also so disturbing. Yes. And that's what we're talking about this week. It was emotional. It's very emotional. Not that I have any dearth of reasons to cry, but I found myself <laughs> crying <laughs> quite frequently. It's always good to have another. You can never have too many in your pocket. You never know which one you're going to need to pull out. <laughs> to get the waterworks going. I had a cry log that I did for a month just to see how much I cry and at what. It was the most ridiculous thing. Was it all movies? <laughs> no. The commercials? Did you stub your toe? Like... No. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to read some journal entries to January us. January 13th, realized I was still alive. Cried. <laughs> Oh boy. You know. I'm going to cry. <laughs> you know, just stuff like just that. Life stuff, generally. So, we're talking about mm. the documentary AlphaGo, which is about, uh, in one part, it's about a board game called Go, which is a ancient Chinese board game, older than chess, I believe. Yes. Uh, very complex game. Had you heard about this game before? I had never heard of it, which is crazy because it's huge. I'd never heard of it. Right. I play a lot of board games, too, so I would have assumed that I, I should have known about it, but I At didn't. At first, I was like, oh, backgammon. Right. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, and Go, even though it's a word that I'm sure has been around forever, it just sounds modern. Right. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound like chess or backgammon or right. something like that, where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a word they invented in a temple. <laughs> But go, it just—it sounds it's like really, Parker Brothers made really this shit. It's really big in uh, the Asian cultures. <laughs> That's putting probably, it mildly. Which is probably why us Westerners haven't heard about it. <laughs> That's true. There is one guy in this documentary who's like a, an American go professional. It's like, how did that happen, dude? <laughs> you know, people get into things. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to do it now, so. Yeah, he, I mean. You better watch out. I, I want to... This this that's one thing. Watching this documentary will make you at least want to buy a Go board and look at it for a little bit before going. No, this is too much. <laughs> it seems daunting. I don't think I'm going to uh, invest any time in that. <laughs> I'm. I might. I'm. I'm. But it's also a thing you can do on your phone. Yeah. Because the thing about buying a Go board, then I have to talk someone into learning it with me. Right. And I don't see anyone enough. Uh, you're the one with an Asian girlfriend, so I'm sure she'd be into it. That's a good point. She's probably already really good at it. Sorry, Angie. Just like martial arts. Uh -huh. 
So let's talk about the, what the this the other character, I guess, or subject in this documentary is kind of this entire company called DeepMind, which is a Google company, which makes this just that much scarier. The co-founder and CEO of DeepMind is a guy named Demis Hasabis. Demis with an M. Demis. <laughs> Demis. What is his background? He well, he mentions at one point that he was the number one chess player in either in England or in Europe in his teens. But I think he now just does like artificial intelligence right. stuff. Yeah, but he said that he wasn't a very good go player, right? But he was second in chess at one point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Go has, the way they describe it, has always been kind of the holy grail for AI because Go is such a complicated game. It's uh, a game, I wrote it down somewhere, more than 200 possible moves in a game of Go, but even crazier than that, there are more possible board combinations than there are atoms in the universe. So he was saying it would take a computer just millions and millions of years of computing time to get through every possible board combination for a game of Go. And that's what's made it so hard to develop artificial intelligence because it's a human game that requires you to kind of get inside your opponent's head and figure out what they're going to do next which almost makes it kind of unfair that a computer's playing it. But we'll get to that. <laughs> well, what it does is that it's modeled after humans and AlphaGo plays against itself. And that's how it learns. Right. So they just keep running the program millions of times and it just gets better right. over time. Yeah, they show a demonstration in the beginning of a similar program, but with the game Breakout which was one of the first video games, and it's just a ball and some colored tiles, and you're trying to break those tiles. And after 500 games, it learns this new strategy of tunneling up the side and then sending the ball across the top. And it did that in 500 games. Like that, I've it's played- so interesting. The program learns. You don't actually have to teach it. Right, right. Like you don't have to program c continuously. It just starts to teach itself from there, and that- really unnerves me. Yeah. It's, because somebody could use, you know, these algorithms for evil. Like, Right. They sure could. Yeah. They probably will. <laughs> yeah. Like, like to beat a human at go. <laughs> or to, you know, what what will cause the most car crashes per day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, there's the outcome, always... What's the outcome with the most car crashes? That's, that's oh, always God. a risk with AI is that yeah. it's going to go because... Because I'm, it's being, you know, it's being created by humans and there's right. good humans and there's bad humans. Like so. anytime they unleash an AI program on Twitter, it turns racist and misogynist in like 15 minutes. Like it, it starts tweeting about Hitler. And you remember that? Yeah. There was one mm -hmm. not too long ago and they just fed it typical internet user data and it turns out we're all a little bit Nazi. <laughs> Something like that. It was well, very I, I don't have any ra racism towards Jews, just other. Ethnicities. Yeah, yeah. Was, there's a whole laundry <laughs> list. Of, they're just not on it. So, one of the first people we meet in this documentary is Fan Wee, two P. That's how they show his name with no fucking explanation at first. And I'm like, why is there a two P at the end of his name? That's very cool. 
but I've never seen that in any culture. I need some explanation. And you don't get it till way, way later in the documentary. Uh, you just kind of have to piece together that what that is is his level of expertise as a Go player. So he is an Asian guy that lives in Bordeaux, France. Yes. Sell out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the European uh, Go champion. Well, of course which is he easy is. If you're the one Asian yeah. that lives in Bordeaux, France. That's probably why he yeah. moved there. Yeah. <laughs> so he could be the big shot yeah. playing Go. Yeah. And so, yeah, two, the, there are nine levels of professional Go players, and the highest you can be is a nine-don professional. That's D-A-N, which is how I'm going to refer to myself in everything I do. <laughs> like, that's going on LinkedIn. Nine-don professional podcast host. Hire me, please. And uh, the, he, they enlist Fan Wee to help develop Go. And it's been always assumed, uh, apparently, as this documentary makes clear, that there will never be a machine that can beat a human at this game. Well, there hasn't been as right. of yet. And Fan Wee goes in cocky as fuck, despite being just a two-don <laughs> professional. He goes in very confident and gets murdered. He loses all five games. Yeah. All five games and it slips him into an existential crisis <laughs> where he's questioning everything about who he is because it's a big deal. Right. And Yeah, but it's a computer program, guys. I mean, it's not like these guys are acting like it's another uh, human that beat them. I don't understand the devastation. What I don't understand about the devastation is even if this computer exists, like Watson exists, and he beat, he, I don't know what, well, his name's Watson, that's why I'm saying he, because they sometimes call AlphaGo she, and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but when Watson beat Ken Jennings, it's like, oh yeah, that's impressive, but I don't ever want to see three computers on Jeopardy just competing against each other. <laughs> Like, right. I want some life and some backstory. And it's the same thing with this. You're never just going to square off two AI programs and let them play. That's going to be boring as shit. Right. So I, I kind of did. I'm, I'm on board with you there. I didn't get the, oh, no, this is it. The computers are beating us now. It's like, but you're still never going to have Lee Casal's facial expressions on a computer. We'll talk about him in a we second. We don't know who that is yet. Yeah, we haven't mentioned him <laughs> yet. Him. Well, he is... Lee Casal is a nine don professional, and we he's learned a world champion, world champion, eighteen world titles, despite looking like he's maybe seventeen <laughs> years old at best. Craziest voice I've ever heard. Well, I think he was crying most of the time <laughs> <laughs> speaking in the documentary. <laughs> that could be possible. <laughs> He has an emotional journey. Yeah. But yeah, we learn a lot about this guy's backstory and just how big Go is in his country. He went to a school where he trained seven days a week, 12 hours a day, eventually ends up living with this guy who's training him. And I'm like, okay. Was he an orphan? There was something with his childhood, too. Yeah, I believe he was. And. At one point, they show his the, the guy who was teaching his school, eight Don professional. It's like, get him out of there. We got nine <laughs> Dons right here in America who can come over and dominate that school, buddy. Why is he teaching Lee Casal? 
So at some point we learn about Lee Casal and how he plays this game. And it's like anyone, unlike anyone else, he, he has developed his own style and that's why they picked him to face off against this machine. It's like sports because in the Asian culture, they're not athletic. So this is like their sport. I think. Right. It's this and Tokyo yeah. Idols. Yeah, this oh, and Tokyo Idols. <laughs> That's their sports and baseball. Pretty good at baseball over in Asian nations. Uh, so <laughs> I, I like that they reach out to Fan Wei again, and they're like, hey, you know how that machine beat you five times in a row? Do you want to get beat for a living for like six months to help us prepare for this thing? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and that becomes his job. He's just playing AlphaGo all day, all day long, probably losing constantly. That sounds wretched. I loved him, though. Despite that he had no real command of, of the English language, he was really charismatic. <laughs> he was, yeah. And he was... I he like, was a good sport. Yeah, he was a good sport, and he brought, that, he brought a really human element to it. Like, because... Whether you're talking about the computer or Lee Casal, they're both almost superhuman mm -hmm. in the way they operate. And he's just like, you know, in any sport, there's going to be the guy who comes off the bench when the real good players get hurt. And he's that guy. Yeah. yeah. But he's just he's like, so what? It's still what I do for a living. Yeah. Right. Like, you're not better than me, probably, which I don't know. After seeing his performance in that first round of games, I feel like. I could probably catch up, but it's all right. It's a whole other thing, especially if I move to Bordeaux. <laughs> There's literally nothing else to do in Bordeaux. Yeah, I like that scene where he's playing like eight different people at yeah. once, just on some street in France. Yeah, just drinking wine and playing go. It's and a good he, life. That doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, and he looks at one guy and goes, "Oh, you really want to kill me, huh?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, they don't like foreigners in France. <laughs> Why don't we want you the fuck out of there." You bring your go to this country. <laughs> so he agrees. He agrees to reach out and help them play play go. They 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 kind of cover the the development and he does Fan we actually find some flaws with the program, which at first, when this documentary's starting, it's like my whole thing was, oh, I want them to do I want them to do this. I want like, because you're rooting for the company at first, right. because it's a documentary about the company. And that, like that, when he finds that vulnerability and it seems like maybe they might not win against a really good player, they mentioned the one way they lost would have been very embarrassing had it happened in public. I was like, oh, is this going to be that? <laughs> Where they just launch this thing and it's like blue screen of death and they lose <laughs> all five games in like 45 minutes? That'll be amazing. But no, it doesn't. So they enlist Lee Casal or Lee Sadal to. I've been saying his name wrong this entire episode. I do believe, or did I just write it down wrong? No, it's there. Lee Sadal. Lee Sadal. It's Lee Sadal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Sadal. Uh, they enlist him to play against AlphaGo. He's also very cocky. Yep. They're all cocky. I mean, you kind of are rooting for them to fail. Right. And then they do, and you're like, no, you're a person. Yeah. I feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out in his press conference, and he says he thinks he'll win 5 nothing, or I swear to God he says 4-2. 
And I'm like, dude, that adds up to six. <laughs> yeah. You are already starting off on a bad foot. He's Unless like, I've never lost a game in my life, so, you know, this thing really doesn't have a chance, but I'm willing to do it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he, ugh. They, they, so then the, that's when things kind of change. At that point where he has this press conference, this turns into like a Rocky movie. Yep. Because then they're all packing up for this big fight in Seoul, basically. And you see all the build up to that. It looks like a f- the fucking Super Bowl. This game is so huge in South Korea. Like they show people watching it on television. There's commentators who we'll get to who are the most adorable uh, people imaginable. I, didn't realize, I thought he, maybe he was just going to be in his house playing the game on his computer right. against. Uh, but then when they showed all the press and the photographers and oh my God. That's a lot of pressure. Like, and also, he's representing the human being right. yeah. against this thing. Right. Yeah, they bring that up at one point. Like previously, he played for himself or for country. Yeah, now yeah. he's representing humanity. Yes, it's humanity against technology. Yes, which that is daunting. I could not. It, a little bit. Yeah, it's isn't Paul Bunyan? Isn't that the same story with him where it's man against machine? John Henry. Is it John Henry? That's yeah. right. You're right. It is, and it's like a John Henry yeah, story where this guy's just working with his brain and. Then there's a machine just driving fucking railroad spikes. And Lee Sedol is going to beat that machine, but not really. Because, I mean, spoiler alert, he definitely doesn't win the first game. No one's going to make this documentary about what ultimately ends up being a shitty piece of AI that doesn't succeed. <laughs> right. So he does win the first game. And up to that very moment, no, I was... he doesn't. Or, yeah, he, yeah. he loses the first yeah. game. Or... I said he doesn't win, didn't I? Then you said he doesn't win the first time. The second time, you said the opposite. And now here we're back at the right God damn it. It's okay. He doesn't win the first game. But you had to see that coming. He's Right. Like, this is a documentary you about... You gotta knock him down. Right. And up to that moment, I didn't want him to win the game. Right. But then I see the effects his loss has on the Go community, his daughter, himself, the entirety of Korea... <laughs> And I it's mean, like, fuck. His spirit was broken. Yes. It was really, really hard to watch. Yeah. And he resigns. Yeah. That's how he ends the game, which you, to resign, uh, anyone following at home, you pick up one of the other players' pieces and put that on the board. And that's how people know you resign. So, yeah, he resigns. And those commentators. There's a whole bunch of different commentators. Oh, the the guy and the girl, the, the two Korean the commentators. Were, I, I would I would watch their show. Yeah. I'm actually, oh, absolutely. I'm actually trying to get their show. <laughs> yeah, I love when when he finally when they realize he's going to be beat, and the girl goes, "Oh, it's just like the cutest." Yeah. Little, like you could, it, it's, she's adorable and he's hilarious. Yes. The guy starts laughing, <laughs> yeah. but it's like you can tell it's like a nervous yeah, laugh because yeah. he doesn't want to cry. Yeah. He's like, oh, he lost. Yeah. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> and just a fucking Paul falls over the nation because Lee Sadal got beat. And Lee Sadal gets beat two more times. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets really, really hard to watch. But, oh, I, I did skip over. Uh, they were playing Chinese rules, 7.5 Noki, obviously. Uh, also, they said right before it started, the time limit for each game is two hours plus 60 seconds times three. It's, what? It's six hours, but they take breaks after, after every two hours, I think. Oh, fuck this game. 
I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm not spending six hours with any fucking body. I'll play it on my phone. But yeah, yeah, I, the, it was a really weird way to write it, though. That, because that's how they said it. Plus 60 seconds times three. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess... I guess Mon Rock just understands uh, obscure time references better than us. Well, I am Asian, technically. That's a good point. That that is a good I'm, point. I'm the best go player here. <laughs> Instinctively. Uh, so yeah, the the commentators they really lose their shit uh, when it becomes apparent he's losing. But Lisa all makes a really great point during this. Uh, and I think it's actually during the first game, but he points out that normally when he's playing this game, he can look at his opponent and tell like from their face if they're nervous about what they're about to do or if they're feeling really confident and it helps inform what he's going to do. And he said in this case, there's no face. Right. Like the, there's someone moving AlphaGo's pieces and it's the lead developer who's also adorable. But he just like stays stone faced and just moves and then like kind of looks away. And taking that human element out of it, Lee Sadal points out kind of makes you just question yourself. And you're, you know, the computer's motivation is just to win and that it's based everything on these huge mathematical calculations and statistics and probability. They're also, they, they're ahead. They can see 50 moves ahead. 50 right. to 60 moves ahead. This so they computer have foresight, which he does not. Maybe he has foresight up to 10 moves ahead. I don't right. know. But, and also, I think his foresight does rely on the human element too. Yeah. Yeah, his the, he de, that's definitely part of it, you know, and it it takes that out of the game, which seems like an unfair advantage for a computer, and that's why this is never going to be like Go tournaments will never be computer versus computer. They're not right fucking battle bots that you can design <laughs> to beat the shit out of each other in front of an arena full of people. It's just a computer playing a game, and that's always going to be kind of boring, right? I would replace the NFL with robots, though. But that's, that's a whole other... That's more a safety thing than anything. <laughs> and one part I thought was really interesting, which... Because this does turn kind of scary at one point, and it, it, that moment hits when the commentator is talking about how the way AlphaGo plays this game, and it makes calculated mistakes. Because they, at one point, they're, everyone's fussing over the fact that this machine just made a mistake and one guy points out yeah but they're based on calculations so they're not mistakes also uh, what the program tries to do is maximize the probability of winning but it doesn't care about the margin right it wants to win by like it's it's basically on a course to win by the fewest points possible right uh, it doesn't care about being flashy. It doesn't care about being fast. It doesn't care about personality. It has a very specific way it intends to win. And it comes off as the machine almost toying with people. Right. Right. Because it'll make mistakes and you're like, oh, what are you doing, idiot? And then you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Well, there that was, was that... not a mistake. <laughs> right. There was that one move, uh, move 37, which they said no human being would ever do. Right. But the program knew that that move would produce the best outcome. Right. Right. And that yeah. is a fantastic moment of foreshadowing because that 
that happens, I believe it's the, is it the second game or the third game? I think it's... I think it's the third. third. Because he just loses the second game. Like, he just gets yeah. fucking blown out. But in the third game, he goes out to smoke because Lee Sedol is a smoker, <laughs> as is apparently every fucking Go player in the world. <laughs> because they all, at various points, just go out and start fucking chain smoking. And he goes out and smokes and comes back and the computer has made this crazy move. That well, the third game was also the one where he changed his personality and his style uh, and he lost almost right away, right? That was. I think that was yeah. the second game. I think I, one of the two. He, leaves, he yeah. loses the first three games. And right. in one of them, he goes out to smoke while the computer's deciding its move and it right away makes this crazy move that they call move 37. And it just blows everyone's mind. Lee Sadal comes back in and looks at the board and is like, what is happening? And he loses that game also. And they go into the, the interesting thing about AlphaGo is it has all these metrics in the background where it's like calculating its probability of winning and the probability that someone would make this move. And it was a one in 10,000 move. So one in 10,000 players would do this and actually get away with it. And that's why it looked like such a crazy move to everyone else. But this computer's just thinking so far ahead that it, it's just way, way advanced. Right. And that seems ominous that it's able to think that far ahead. But then game four, oh, game four, Lisa Dahl finally wins. And that is, I don't know if I've ever been more emotional watching a documentary and I've seen the one where the mom throws the kid in the water halfway through. Yep. It's called Dear Zachary, by the yeah. way. We will never cover that on this show. Thank you. But Lee Sadal, that's how he wins. If he hadn't won at least one of the games, I don't know. I don't think I could have handled that. Yeah, no, this would have been. You really uh, needed it. You really needed it. Yeah, it's, it would have been all dark. Yeah, it's like the San Junipero episode yeah. of yep. last That's season's what Black made Mirror. The documentary so good. Yep. Yeah, when he finally wins, he just it's gave him one. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> and the way he wins is the exact same way the computer won with move thirty-seven. He. It was a one in one thousand, a ten thousand move again, or yeah, something like and he's, that. Yeah, they show him. He spent like he took extra time because you get like two minutes or something yeah. to make your move, and he spent like seven minutes contemplating it. And when he makes this move, the computer fucking freaks out, <laughs> yep. and, and he, it's so great. Yep. He said also that it was the only move he saw himself able to make. Right. And the AlphaGo guys were saying no one would make that move. Right. But for him, it was the only possible yeah. move to make. And what it did, it's the like we mentioned earlier, this program thinks like 50, 60 moves ahead to see what's going to happen next. This was so improbable, it could it, thinking that far ahead wasn't enough. Right. And it just sends this computer into a fucking tailspin and it's so fucking great to watch mm -hmm. because this would have been a bleak fucking documentary without that but he wins he and it, it's such a fucking rocky moment it's like the computer resigns there's like a pop-up yeah and it's like you have to accept it what if you'd been like no i'm gonna keep fucking beating <laughs> but it was so fucking good and that i think is 
that's that scene is what makes this documentary so great because it's interesting no matter what. But at that point, it becomes like man versus robots. Right. And if you look into the the postscript to this, <laughs> we we still don't have a chance against these fucking robots. Right. Right. But at least in that moment, man triumphs. Humanity triumphs. I mean, it was a dude, but <laughs> and it's it's so fucking inspiring. That like that that part alone is worth. Oh, and you were right. It was a second game where Alpha Go. What was crazy. killing me when he was losing is how uh, when he had to make his speech, he was saying how he's let down his country. He's they show down. his daughter crying. Yeah, they show his daughter like, oh, crying. Man. He's disappointed everybody who had faith in him, and it's like God, you're, this is a machine. No, right, right. Like you're but still like really, the best one in the world. Yeah, you're still doing fine. you can still it's, beat any human being on the planet. Yeah, yep. But it's like, but I it's guess all to start off so cocky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it had just been such an ingrained thing that no yeah. machine will ever be better at this than people, and they finally make a machine that is. So that moment when he beats it, it's like, oh yes. I mean, granted, he still didn't win the million dollars because they were playing five games, and it was like. He had to win best of five, but so he had already but lost. The fact that the they time. were able to give that to him, that he is on the level, right? Yeah. Can play this machine, right? Yeah, and, and they mentioned at the end that he won like every tournament for the next three years yeah. after playing yeah. this machine. So that part was cool, but he does get dominated in the fifth game. <laughs> also, it's it's a short lived victory, but at least he wins one. Yeah, like that and was, even the company who made AlphaGo was happy about him winning the one. Yeah, and I mean, if nothing else, it probably exposed another flaw right. in the system that uh, I believe they did go on to fix, because right. if you look into AlphaGo after this, she has enjoyed a very successful Go career. Uh, at one point, played 60 games online and won all 60, including one against the number one player in the world. Yeah. So as hopeful as this this documentary uh, ends or I mean, it doesn't end there. Right. But that's ba- that's basically the end. Once right. it hits that, it's just like, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. What's the rest of this robot shit? You kind of know he's going to lose the next one. Right. Yeah. He lost the next one. Yeah. He definitely yeah. lost the next one. But he won the one. We got to stop harping on the, the, the loss. He, he won the one. I can't. OK. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. Yeah, if you look into AlphaGo since then, it's just only gotten smarter and better. Which is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, every, they, were, they were saying every superhuman has their weakness. The key is to find right. the weakness and to rectify it, which they've probably been doing since then. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I think that's the true message of this documentary. Yeah. Find the weakness in your enemies and yeah. exploit it. Because you never know. There's or one there. even in your friends. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Just just find weaknesses just, and exploit them in the world. Just a handy, handy life skill to have, I think. It is. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, the documentary from there, it just kind of covers the rest of the tournament and them, you know, kind of developing this game. But, ugh. It's so fucking good. It's really good. And what should people do with this documentary, Monrock? 
Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. I thought you were going to say you should watch this documentary like you did at the end of last episode. We could make it a trademark thing. I don't. I'm not a hack. I don't just repeat jokes. <laughs> Fine. That's Fine. not true. I actually am a hack. I'm <laughs> you up on that. Uh, I do think people should watch this, though. Yeah, it's, no, definitely. It is... It, it, if the, you don't get a little emotional when he finally wins, you are dead inside. Well, we just yeah. gave it away, so... Oh, but. yeah, so I guess... Well, watch it b- before you listen. Well, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, like, yes. Uh, I, I can tell you Eminem wins the rap battle at the end of 8 Mile, but you still have to watch it to see how inspiring it is. True. And... Which I stand by that. Eight Miles is a great fucking movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have a plug. Let's. <laughs> Are we doing plugs already? <laughs> Watch this documentary before we release it. You should. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet people and tell them that they need to watch it. That was a good plug. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I think I'm getting the hang of it. You are. Uh, yeah, you should definitely watch this. I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. We'll figure it out. We'll though. let you guys know. We'll let no, you we know. No, we won't because we didn't at the end of the last one we just recorded. <laughs> so we won't. <laughs> I'll just put it in with a robot voice. Watch AlphaGo. Actually, you should. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'll see if AlphaGo can just do it for me. <laughs> find it online. So, yeah, if you want to be inspired briefly in man's fight against artificial intelligence this will be that moment where we were like yeah we did have a chance at one point if we had just stopped there maybe we'd have been fine before there's robot dogs hunting us like in black mirror Mm. we'll all be dead soon right yeah probably right yeah yeah well i don't know we're not that close to hawaii and it's clear that if there's a nuclear weapon coming it's hitting hawaii we've Spoil like spoiler alert! National <laughs> Emergency Service. Way to spring the alarm a week early. Oh, God, God, what if it happens exactly a week later? Oh God! And I just said that. Ah! All right. I'm never leaving my apartment. We're doing a lot of plugs. <laughs> a plug for the end of the world. <laughs> Everybody, stay in your apartment and play Go online. <laughs> Keep your doors closed. Keep your windows sealed. If you can avoid that radiation fallout for a couple weeks, you might survive. That's true, by the way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any other plugs before we get out of here? No. <laughs> we all just want to get away from these machines now. Go sit in a field somewhere. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap it up. Jess, say goodbye. Bye. Monrock, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>